Hey team, another podcast from Here Comes the Boom, and I've been wanting to do something for a while, just generally on the NBA. I haven't been able to watch it slash cover it um, due to just not being able to have access to it. Old league pass is a bit too pricey for my liking, and also just not worth it when you work during the days and don't have time. So yeah, it sucks, you know, it was a bit more easier when I was studying, but hey, I'm still keeping up. Um, my access is, a lot of it is podcast, a lot of it is trying to catch up on highlights, but I've been a bit slack on that, but yeah, it has been a bit disappointing because it's a season I've been looking forward to for obvious reasons, obviously players on new teams, you know, the end of a dynasty in the Golden State Warriors, it was it was kind of a new look this year, um, start of a new decade, what a way to start it, and um, yeah, but I still, I've got opinions and still been loving it, so Let's get into it now. I just thought we'd just look at the teams, yeah, each conference so far, and we'll start off with the East, and we'll just look at the teams above 500 as um, the Bucks number one. Um, for me, I was solid on the Bucks being number one. Another great regular season team continuing that from last year, and I saw... Yeah, I was pretty right on the Bucks. I knew Malcolm Brogdon was going to be a loss, and he is performing for the Pacers, who we'll touch on shortly. But I thought with Giannis stepping up, um, which he has, he's I predict him to be MVP again. It looks likely. I won't go too much into MVP today. I think the next three in the line are Doncic, Harden, and, um, and LeBron. So you can kind of, you know, you can flip flip between three but yeah for me Giannis has been that guy he's been able to perform with guys out he's a defensive player of the year candidate as well and he's just he's up this game from last year and yeah I don't think how can you not give it to him when his he's improved and his team has arguably improved as well but I love just this next lot of teams the Celtics the Heat the Raptors now for me the Celtics um, the Kyrie drama is always going to be talked about, and I was big on Kemba Garn there, but I was also down on them because they, I think their biggest loss was, because they were kind of be able to substitute Walker with Irving, I was like, yep, sweet, yes, I prefer Irving, you know, fourth quarter of a finals game, but what the garbage he brings with him, and kind of that, that status that Walker holds, like that kind of... He's just a selfless guy, he seems. Um, yeah, I was confident in that they would be better with him. But I was sceptical about the Al Horford, um, losing Al Horford. And, you know, it's it would have been interesting now if what happens if Al Horford stays. There's still your number two seed without him. Man, I would have really liked them a lot more in the playoff series, but we'll get to that. But anyway, they've they've still been able to have their own. You know, Daniel Tice has been okay. They've got some other centre rotations there. It's still something that they need to work on. Um, it's somewhere they can improve on. It's just hard because well, I was also doubting the Celtics a little bit with their free wings. They've got Hayward, who last year didn't have a great season coming back from injury. Tatum, who has got 
been had high raps on him for a while. Um, I shouldn't say a while. He's been two years, but his potential has been there compared to Paul George and whatnot. He's had a pretty good year. He's an all-star contention. And Jalen Brown's a guy that he, he's got that dog mentality and he got given a contract extension, which originally I thought too much. But those three guys have been awesome, I, I believe. I think they're really awesome, maybe a little bit strong. I think um, Brown's definitely been... I haven't didn't not see that happening. Tatum's progressed and Hayward's you know, he's a lot better than last year. Uh he's still there's injury concerns there. Um but yeah, they've looked great and I think with them wanting to get a big, they're gonna have to give up one of them guys and that's the strength of theirs having those three wings. That is it worth it? Um so we'll touch on trades later, but I wanna talk about the Heath and Raptors and these two teams kind of epitomise why I love sport. It's a bit of the old, traditional kind of style, especially with the Heat. You got this guy, Jimmy Butler, your your star guy, your number one guy, and he just he signed there, and there wasn't really anyone else that kind of you've seen all these guys join with other key players, you know, other big guys like the Paul George Kawhi's, the LeBron's ADs. This didn't happen. Jimmy Butler just liked what the Heat were about, liked you know the identity. You know, obviously heard stories about their trainings and how they prepared, and you know, obviously there's been um, controversy in the past that with him and the Wolves, he didn't like some of the young guys how they prepared, and but with the Heat, it's as simple as that. They he likes what they do. Everyone else is just contributing, and I saw the Heat being well this season, but not this good. I thought they'd be scrappy. And I like the likes of James Johnson, Winslow, but those haven't been the guys that stepped up. The guys that stepped up been Adebayo. I saw Adebayo improving, but man, he's all star caliber this year. And there's other guys, these guys, the rookies have stepped up, making them a solid three point shooting team. The great on defensive end, Dragic, has been a six man of the year um, um, player, um, candidate, should I say. And there's this other, just, they're just a great unit. Um, yeah, and really, they've been better than what I thought. I thought they would have been a bit lower. They could drop down lower, but being a good playoff team, because I think Jimmy is one of the best guys in the Eastern Conference in terms of making big shots in the playoffs, and that's why I really like them heading in there. Now they're going to have a better seed than I thought they were going to have. And just, yeah, their, their roster is a lot better. Um, they're a team we're going to touch on when we talk about trades later. The Raptors. Now, I could have seen their season going two ways. This way, I saw them being good. I probably didn't see Pascal Siakam being this good. I think he's dipped off a little bit in form. I know they've suffered injuries, and that's promising because they've still been able to stay afloat. Um, and I, But how I saw it was probably everyone else. OJ Nobu was my player of the year, uh, most improved player of the year pick. He's been okay. Um, he's settling them, but yeah, they've been solid, and yeah, I just really like what they're about. And but I've, when you know, talk about it going two ways, um, similar to the Oakland Homer City Thunder, could have seen them really just, you know, obviously Kawhi's gone, and they've got young talent coming through and and really just building, rebuilding, kind of shipping guys out like Larry and for OKC's case, the likes of Chris Paul Gallinari. Could have seen them going that route, and it's why. I was a bit sceptical where to put them, but ultimately I did fall here because I thought the East is weaker than the West, and even with, with the current roster, 
NFC Arkham was able to prove that he's the number one guy, which it'll be interesting to see if he, like, yes, he is, but is he a number one guy when, you, when you're talking about winning the big thing in the end of the day, you know? He, he's a multi-talented guy on offensive end. He's got defensive attributes as well. Uh, but we'll find that out in the playoffs. Um, yeah, he's got three-point range. But, yeah, I really like this Raptors team. Uh, Fred Van Vliet has stepped up. Yeah, it's just a great team. Mark Gasol, he's been injured, but he's a guy that has... He was... Without that trade they made last year, I don't think they won the the finals. Um, and he's a guy that's going to be important this year. And we talk about a guy that he's... Been, we're going to talk about Joel Embiid's team, who, Marcus Ole, he's kind of the Embiid stopper, per se. Um, yeah, and this Philadelphia team was weird. I picked them to finish second, and I think everyone kind of looked at the Bucks Sixers finals, and a lot of people, um, a lot of NBA experts kind of were starting to lean towards Robert Fulton started Sixers to win it all, but everyone had their doubts, their depth. The fit between Embiid and Simmons. And for me, a big one was in that playoff series, it was, I know they picked up Richardson and Horford, so they gained some quality players, but Butler hitting those shots. And now you got to who's going to do that now? Obviously, you got Harris, who can create a shot. you got Embiid, who's their marquee guy. You know, Ben Simmons. I was high on Ben Simmons, but... His attitude towards him improving his game, he doesn't look like he wants to make strides to become a guy that I honestly thought could be a real game changer and one of those guys that you look back at this current current decade we're heading and you think, yeah, he was, you know, he was the next, I wouldn't say next LeBron James, but his effect, his ability to be a playmaker and you just need it, even if he doesn't add a consistent jump shot, attacking that rim but yeah ultimately if he could be able to create a jump shot for himself oh you've got one of the top five players heading into this decade but he nah there's been no improvement obviously yes he's shot a couple threes he's taken two corner threes and made two corner threes I believe and but he just doesn't want to his coaches said I want you to have at least one shot per game and nah so the sixes are interesting defensively they're great they've got Guys, they're starting the five all, uh, you know, great defensive players. But I think, honestly, I think you don't know how long you're going to have him beat at full health. He's a guy who's fragile. Is that rough? You know, obviously he missed a lot of time at start of season, um, start of his career, I should say. I think you really do have to consider trading a Horford, who even defensively, I think that's a great matchup against him and the Bucks because they've got two guys in the front courts that can minimise what Giannis does and you saw that on Christmas Day but then when you come in offensively when you versus other teams and get to the West Finals when you're probably going to verse the Lakers, Clippers you know whoever, or we'll talk about that later, I don't know yeah what they, I think I was listening to something the other day, they had Alcohol from the bench and Trey Burke as their finishing lineup. So obviously, I think they just got to have to make a move with Simmons or Horford and get a guy like a CJ McCallum or a Zach Levine, a scorer, or maybe even get two players, one that's maybe a stretch guy and then another ball handler that's going to either create his own shot or, you know, just be able to just stretch the floor similar. 
um, because at the moment, offensively, I don't think they're good enough to do it. And their depth, and one of these guys gets injured, and they're really they're in the ship. Um, yeah, so sixes are interesting, but it'll be interesting if they sneak their fifth currently. Like I said, four and one. I think they're good matched up against Giannis. Um, and we talk about the paces quickly. They've been an interesting team. Um, they've been interesting because they're still being relevant. Sabonis and Brogdon are really pushing that All Star debut for All Star debuts this year. And um, yeah, they've, I haven't really been watched, as I said, haven't really been watched many people, but um, Sabonis and Turner, that's an interesting fit. That's always been discussed because obviously you have um, their centres, both centres, but they're playing, trying to play them at the same time. And Sabonis is thriving where Turner could be a valuable asset somewhere else. And if you're able to flip that for another wing guy, you it just depends with Celtics. I always remember hearing a Tatum, um, a, well, probably not Tatum, a Brown for Turner type situation. Obviously, Rimbatek needed it for Celtics, and um, yeah, and then more wing talent for the Pacers. It could be a goer. So, yeah, that'll be interesting. I think a lot of it, honestly, I'm a bit skeptical about Victor. Obviously, Victor, they're doing this without Victor Depot. He comes back, but what are you going to get out of him? You know, I think. Be interesting how he recovers, and um, even after Victor Deborah had his most improved season, that's his best season. He played pretty good the year after, but he still wasn't. He wasn't quite that level. I'm not saying it was a like a one year, you know, a mate, you know, who's only one hit wonder type thing. But I do have a little bit of doubts. I'm not, you know, I and especially coming back from an injury like this. It's going to be interesting. Um, but they are a team that, if um, say if say Oladipo is a 25-point game score when he comes back, just he looks good defensively, offensively, man. I'll be worried. And um, obviously with that Turner thing in your back pocket, you just never know. And there's the teams on the 500, the Nets. I don't really want to um, go on about them too much. The Irving stuff just does my head in. Dinwiddie's been great. Yep, I'm... Bit gut about Levert not playing much um, because of injuries and Isaac. We go into the magic. He's a guy that's been he's out for two months. That sucks because he's shown great um, promise this year, especially on the defensive end, a defense or defensive team candidate. Hornets have been great story. Devonte Graham, yeah, brilliant. I don't think I think he must be the favorite for most improved. The Bulls have been interesting. I was looking before they're one of the top defensive teams now. That is nuts. Um, yeah, but yeah, marketing's been disappointing. I think it might have been picking up a little bit. Levine's starting to get a groove. Um, they're a team that I've always liked and I like their core of young players, but you'll be interested to see how they work out. The Pistons, I just read a thing. Griffin might be, that might be him for the rest of the season. Surgery done. And from a fantasy basketball point of view, what a disappointment he's been. Um, we're going to touch on Drummond later. Wizards. It's the Beal show, but they won without Beal. Now, I should have. Someone Matthews had an unreal game. Everyone was like, "Who's this?" And he bet the Heat without Beal, and McRae stepped up as well. That was a game that um created a bit of waves around the league. The Cavs, the whole Kevin Love stuff. We'll talk about that later. The Knicks have, uh, after, you know, they're not great at the moment. They're still not. They're still the Knicks. 
but it's been better. They've been playing a lot better. And the Hawks, Trey Young's um, sensational, and that's where we finish with the Hawks. <laughs> um, yeah. And Vince Carter, the first player to play in four separate decades. That's huge achievement. And what I was hearing before, a lot of people are very surprised People that followed him early in his career surprised because they didn't think he loved the game. And obviously he's a guy that a lot of his stuff, he's been able to adapt in a way because he was an his game was built on athleticism. And um, a lot of times you see those guys out of the league quite quickly. Um, but he's been, yeah, he's been able to turn into more of a jump-through guy and he has he's just been on teams and just done a job. And, yeah, it's awesome to see. Um, so, yeah, we'll touch on them. We'll do the West now. Um, so the Lakers on top. Then and then we've got the Nuggets who are four games, four point five games behind them, along with the Rockets who are just haven't been great, but they've been able to just stay there. The Clippers are fourth, but are four games behind. They must have a worse winning percentage at the moment. Yes, they do. Jazz have been able to beat these worst teams of late, and Mavs are still in the picture as well. With Luke has just been ex- exceptional and. OKC is the seventh seed, my team. Um, let's talk about teams. Now these top five teams, I expect to be all be there. I think I had them five teams, but for, yeah, as the top five teams. Um, the Lakers, I thought they'd be more around the fifth six. Now I saw this one, one reason I did honestly, and it could still happen. LeBron. AD missing about 20 games, one of them, and um, because of their depth and because they built their team, a lot of that was to do with them trying to pursue for Kawhi, and yeah, to do with, yeah, and that's why they couldn't really add these pieces, um, yeah, but they've been, I think it's defensively, and you look at them and you're like, yes, they've got some guys that haven't really good defensive players in the past, but honestly, I didn't know if LeBron, I thought, and we've seen in the past, he's just focuses attention on being offensive, an offensive threat, rather than defence, and it's been really bad on defence. And honestly, I don't blame him, because he's he's 35 and he's a freak of nature. But it must be, you know, it'll be keeping up, it'll be, um, yeah, tolling up, and I don't blame him, as if it was minimal. But I was like, hey, he's giving you elite stuff on offensive end, but he's been able to be very valuable on the defensive end, and I think that's... That confidence has been lingered around the whole team, and you've seen that. And yeah, I think they're the best defensive team in the league currently. I'll just double check. I've got actually got my tabs up today. Um, and yeah, I did. No, sorry, I am wrong. The Bucks are defensive rating. They are fourth, and the Bulls are behind them. Hit five. Wow, that is nuts. Um, yeah, so I've been really impressed. It's the defence. It was the defence and the depth and the health of their two best players. But, yeah. No, they've been great. And LeBron's leading the league in assists. And his combo with... Even though I saw their combo working, it definitely jowled a lot quicker than I thought it would. And a lot of people are saying the strength of schedule, being a bit weak. But, hey, you take advantage. You've still got to win those games. Um, Nuggets. Obviously, there's been a lot of talk about Joker not being right in shape. But... For, if I'm gonna be honest, I reckon they'll end up finishing with the one seed. Um, just they'll just be they'll just take advantage of, you know, maybe the Lakers falling back because of an injury. Touch would they don't, but 
but yeah, I think they're just a good team. They got depth, and they're in a position where do they want to offload some talent and make a move where they're like, okay, yes, we're a great regular season team, but but I at this point I don't see them making a finals push because they don't. Yes, you can claim Jokic a star, but I think you even need someone with him and that's probably like a scoring threat to be beside him. Jamal Murray has got potential to be that, but at this stage. Uh, I don't think you want him being your number two guy next to Joker. The Rockets, we'll talk about the Westbrook Harden stuff. Very small here. Just the fit's kind of been what I thought not great. You know, it's one of those things that, you know, when you're playing as kids, like, oh, we'll make it work. You know, we've got this guy that, that is, is going to be brought into the system and he's not a great three-pointer, but that's who we want to play. But it will work. It will work because these guys are good, good mates, you know, and just... This doesn't, and um, they're still shooting heats of threes, and I'm going to touch on that a bit later with another team, and why maybe they're a team that I still have faith could potentially cause a couple of overs in the playoffs. We got the Clippers, the load management stuff is happening, and I think it's kind of um, hid the fact that the Clippers have been underwhelming. Yes, we know they're built more for the playoffs. I I even thought and but what I thought was even with them resting the lights of Leonard, obviously George, that they've just got that overall depth that they'd be still able to win games. But even yeah, they have they've they had a bad loss against the Grizzlies where Leonard played and really did not have a good game. And yeah, I just thought with you know, the load management stuff they'd still be able to tally wins. Because last year they showed a lot of heart and um, they just showed that they knew how to win these games even without star players. But yeah, so they, but I'm not too concerned because I think yeah, they're the it's the thing with the Raptors last year, you know, and what happened there. Rested Kawhi and he was you can't even say maybe he wasn't even fully healthy, but look, they got the title and they've got a main star next to him and Paul George. And their bench talent is, their two bench guys are, you know, you can't compare them to anyone else in the league. They're elite. And um, the Jazz, the Jazz always have a sluggish start, so they picked it up. The Mike Connolly stuff's interesting. Um, he's been disappointing for them, really. And Mitchell's improved slightly. Gobert's still forced there. Um, it was one of those things where Mike Connolly wasn't playing and they looked better. Yeah, I'm a Jazz fan. I obviously haven't been watching them, and I just don't think they're quite there like the Nuggets, and it's really that star play, like having that second guy with Mitchell on the offensive end. And, yeah, but the thing is, I love the Jazz, what position the Jazz are in. You know, this will be their third playoff run with Mitchell, who is his third year, so the more he gets in this environment, the better. This is just gonna make him a yeah, a more um, final focused player. He's gonna know what's worked, what hasn't, and it's just really. I think it's just great, and I honestly don't think they should panic with any moves as well. Probably maybe see what they can do with Mike Conley. He's really been disappointing. Um, maybe it is the fit. A lot of people have talked about 
he's been with a guy from Marcus Sol who they have a great combo, great centre, similar to Gobert and that, you know, their all-star calibre guys. But it's more pick and pop with um, Marcus Sol. He's more a perimeter threat where Gobert is a guy that, you know, he's going to run to the rim. He doesn't really have a game where it's jump, sh- yeah, I'm going to pull up from three and shoot it, you know. He's more of a guy, yep, you drive, you and you lob. Similar to what, you know, um, a Chris Paul type dynamic with uh, DeAndre Jordan back in the day. And where I think Donovan Mitchell, that's where their combo can be best fit, fully utilised as well. So, yeah, I like I like Joe Ingles, I like Bogdanovich as well. And yeah, I think they're in an interesting situation, but I don't think they should panic with everything. I just don't see them being title contenders. When we go to the Mavs, Luka Doncic now... We'll talk about Mavs and OKC. These are two teams I didn't see there. I took that OKC earlier, where I thought they were kind of the Raptors of the West, where I could have seen them go in two ways. They could have really brought it in and just, you know, trade the guys and get some real valuable assets. And to be honest, I'm not going to lie, I wanted that to happen. And there was two reasons for that. Um, or one, and one reason, I should say, was Chris Paul. And the two reasons... Why I think Chris Paul, this is why I want him gone, is honestly I saw him. He's hasn't been healthy, and why would he? Second reason why would he want to be here? You know he's been in these winning situations. He's left on real bad terms with the Rockets. He might do a similar thing to Iggy and just be a bit of a Debbie Downer and want to just not be there and it rub off badly on everyone else. Well, he's been the opposite. He's been relatively healthy. He's been a great mentor for his Oklahoma City guards. I was just about to say Gilgis Alexander, but also Schroeder. And he's been a guy who's really helped this team win. They're five games above 500. And I am generally... I, I saw them being a top eight team if everything worked out like this. But even... I didn't see them being this good. Yeah. And they've obviously been on a run late. That could definitely tie down. You know, I'm not saying they won't. But yeah, it's been it's been awesome to see. And honestly, do they make trades? They still could, you know, because they they're not going to be finals team. They very high chance to make the playoffs. Um, yeah, they're in a great position too. They're currently five point five games ahead on the Spurs, and they're playing the Sixers at the moment. Last time I checked, they were ahead, but that was half time. And yeah, it's just been awesome. And I'm just loving, you know, what the future might hold. Obviously, we've got to land on these picks. I love Shay. I don't know if he can be a number one guy on the team, but I just he's a smooth looking guy. He's defensively strong. Yeah. And we're going to talk about, you know, there's the nine teams that aren't in the picture. Nine teams, did I get that wrong? Eight teams, sorry. Spurs, Trailblazers are two teams that have disappointed me. Kings were another team that I had in my playoff picture, but I kind of, it was more of those ones I wanted them to be good. I love Fox. And um, they were actually got a win streak going or wins together without Fox, and it's kind of, there's been trade rumours with Deadman and Heald not happy, Bogdanovich not happy. Yeah, so they're a team that's really, and I don't see them making the playoff push, but... Trailblazers Spurs, they were very disappointing. They've picked it up of late. And I just, they're very similar in the fact, and this is why I had them 
making the playoffs. They just, I just don't count them out. Until they don't make it, that's when I count them out, and they might be this year. And I think, ultimately, these seven teams look pretty solid, unless the funder drop out. Um, which, you know, it could happen. They could call off. But, yeah, the Trailblazers, obviously, when you've got Lillard, it's going to be hard to... He's he's a great leader. He's a great player. They've had injury concerns. It hasn't helped. And they've fully... Mellow's been a bit of a success there. And the Spurs, they were poor defensively early on. They're picking it up now. They're playing... They've obviously got two guys that have been all-star quality players. Yeah, they're two teams that they're not exciting. Um, obviously, Lillardy, yeah, he's great to watch. But, yeah, two teams that expect they're going to be finding out for the eight seed. Grizzlies are nine currently. That's crazy. I love Morant. I love what their team could be. And they're a team that has got a bright future and have guys that potentially might be tradable. Crowder's one. And could get some young pieces because Crowder could be a very valuable asset for a team. Um, Suns and Timberwolves are two teams that I. You've got obviously Suns got Booker, Towns have got Tim, uh, Timberwolves. Sorry, have got Towns. Two guys, young, talented guys, and they were hot early and they really cooled off. I don't really have too much to say. Look, Booker's been playing pretty great at, uh, of late, but yeah, they've. They've come at the earth, and I don't see them making a playoff push. The Pelicans, they're they're not far out of the playoffs. All these teams are relatively still there. They're eight spot, you know, it's well and truly below eight hundred. I think yeah, it's six games below eight hundred, uh, five hundred. So that's the Spurs, and they're still in the eight seed. So yeah, that's pretty crazy. So lovely teams could. So you could see me talking, I'm talking crap about them now, and one of these teams could make it. And it's just been the West. There being teams that are really disappointed, and seven team only seven teams above five hundred. Yeah, but Pelicans they're in a weird situation now where they're starting to put wins together, and it's the talk about Zion coming back. And I'm starting to come on if he's ready to come back. I think yes, and then that looks good for next season because he's had games on his belts this season. I don't think she should be worried about making the playoffs. I don't think that's why they should bring him back. But getting used to that system, see what works with Zion on the floor, what works without, you know, see if these pieces work with him. And um, obviously you got Holiday as a potential trade asset as well. So that's why I do it. And we're going to talk about Warriors. They're in a weird spot. Um, this is kind of a year where it's been, yeah. Has it really been bad for them? Yes, they're not winning games, but they're going to have guys, Curry, Thompson come back next year. And they've got D'Angelo Russell. They're going to have a good team next year, and they've got potential to make a move with Towns being rumoured coming there. So they this could potentially just be uh, one of those years similar to, not that I was watching NBA back there, but the Spurs when they um, landed, they were a great team, but landed a number one draft pick. And then they had this guy in Duncan who was the cornerstone of creating a, a dynasty, or, you know, a, this great team that won five championships. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see what happens there and what moves they make. But we actually didn't touch on the Mavericks. And basically, this has been a surprise. I thought Doncic was going to be good. I actually ranked Mavs about third just because of their overall talent. And I knew Porzingis wasn't going to come back, um, you know, at full peak. 
But the other guys have been great. That's who are questioning like, who's their third best guys? Who's their third, fourth, fifth best guys? But they've all just played a part. And then one of, along with the Rockets, most three points made. And yeah, that is obviously the arguably the most valuable asset in the game, the three pointer. That's where three points are better than two. I know it's simple maths, but you know they, yeah, that's how simple it is. And yeah, so that's kind of around it. Or just looking at the conferences, um, and that's where I want to lead into the the All Stars. I mentioned it on my page. I want to talk about. There's been some great young talent this year, and some guys that have been solid contributors to top tier teams, and want to talk about who's going to make their debuts and. When we look at the East, we'll look at the East starters um, for me. And the front court's pretty straightforward, I believe. I think you've got the Greek Freak. Embiid, he was questionable being a spot at the start, but he's, he's definitely worthy of his spot. I believe Pascal Siakam has done enough just above the Butler, because I think the Heat's... Even though Butler's their main guy, I think their success has been more rounded out by the other guys. The Raptors are in a similar situation, but to be honest, it's the numbers thing. You look at Pascal's numbers to Butler's, and it's not all, it's about the eye test as well, but I just think Pascal just. But honestly, I think that's flip of the coin. The guard spot's interesting, and this is where you get into the debate of a team, a player that's not really. Put up the numbers, but he succeed, and we've got guys that are just off, you know, 28-point scorers and seven assists, but their teams are trash. So I think one spot's Walker, but that's obvious. And the next spot, I tend to, tend to lean for the guys that are doing this in better teams. And you look at Kyle Lowry's numbers and how good the Raptors have been. I know he's missed games, but I'm leaning towards putting Kyle Lowry as my starter. Um, I think he's still been the second best guy. Fred Van Vliet was great at the start, but I think he, you look at his numbers, and yeah, he's, I'll just bring them up very quickly. I know he's missed time, he's valuable, and he's got those ones where he's not really a numbers guy, um, in the sense that he still does stuff on the defensive end, he's one of the best charge takers in the game as well. I know when he first come back from his injury, he was struggling. But his season stats so far, I'll just quickly grab them here. I've just, yeah, he's one of those guys I could have easily seen drop out of the all-star talk. Um, he's played 25 games. Now, he's yes, he's missed a fair bit. Um, where are you, mate? His averages aren't coming up. This is totals. Yeah, I'm not able to... Sorry, guys, this is bad on my behalf. But anyway, take my word for it. I think he's been good. Um, And then we go to the bench. So when we talk about deb- debuts, there's one, Siakam. Um, we'll just go back to the standings. I am not doing this very well. Standings. Um, we have Simmons. I think, yeah, his numbers have declined from last year. 
But I think he's been valuable on both ends. And yes, there's talk about him and Embiid, but at the end of the day, I think he's still been all-star caliber player. Uh, uh, yeah, his what still his playmaking ability is top top class. And yeah, he'd be my one guard. So that's really kind of showing where I'm at with that. You know, I'm taking those guys that are doing it on winning teams. And my second guard position is a rookie. Oh, I shouldn't say a rookie, a guy that's going to be debuting. And I'm looking at this, the Celtics team is kind of the Atlanta Hawks of 2015, where their team was, it's kind of a weirder versions of it. I think it's more, um, they're a better team than the Hawks, would you say? Well, I think Walker's the better player out of the, if you look at the best players from the Celtics and the Hawks, I think Walker's the best Um out of the lot when you talk about that old Hawks team of 2015 but yeah I think for me I've got Tatum Brown and Walker in there and he's been yeah 20 point game scorer he's been great great on both ends and he's really taken a leap and I think Celtics deserve it because they, how their success has gone has they've been relying on everyone even though these guys have been standouts they haven't been like standing out like they're the main guy and yeah so that's why I have Brown as my guard um, so that's um, another, I'll quick, I'll run do an overview. Um, obviously Butler is one of my forward spots. I think Sabonis has done enough. He's gonna make his debut, and my other forward yeah was Tatum, and then, um, and then the next. Now I really think I was going for over five hundred win teams here, and I'm looking at it now. So I've got, and I've got Middleton. Middleton has been, yeah, it's, yeah. I don't, and he's had a year, so he's not a debut, not debuting. Um, so yeah, well, I'll quickly run through. I might have missed someone out. So currently, I've got my guards Walker. I've got Larry. Then my front court, I've got Siakam and Bead, Antetokounmpo. My guards on the bench. Uh, Simmons and I've realised who I've forgotten here Simmons and Tatum my front court players Adebayo Butler and Adebayo Butler and Sabonis and then my wild cards uh, Tatum and Middleton now ultimately what does that mean I'm forgetting Bill, Drummond, Young. Honestly, I look at the Pacers. They're the, with the reputed guys I've picked. Um, only in the top six teams I've picked this year from the East. And Pacers have 22 wins. The, would say, I forgot who Zach Levine's number one, but let's say the Pistons, who I talked about Drummond, they got 13 wins. That's a nine win difference. Nine wins. I'm sorry, but I think these guys are doing great and they're contributing the wins. You can, and I completely, you know, I don't go against people that say, hey, you know, that's what the all NBA honors are for. They value wins. All star games should just be the best players. But I tend to just see it. You know, you're playing, you're not playing to put stats up. You are playing the win. Yes, they help. Do you want to see? 
you know, you're watching your side games and seeing the most entertaining players. But end of the day, winning matters for me, even if it is the all all star honours as well. Um, yeah, and West, it's a similar side of things, you know. I'm valuing winning. I'm not changing it for this, um, but I will probably ten. I might fall into the under five hundred range as I look Lakers straightforward. LeBron, AD are going to be in your front court along with Kawhi. Yes, he's missed games. You can, but other than that, I think that's pretty solid. You can maybe argue against Lillard and put some, um, sorry, Leonard and put someone else in there. Two guards, you got a rook, uh, debut, and Doncic, who's probably going to be your captain. You got Harden, that's your five starters. Mitchell's done enough. He's going to be one of my my guard guys, and. Then I'll probably I'm still I know they're under five hundred but I gotta go Damien Lillard. Then I've gotta go with my front court. I've gotta go back up to the top. The centre's Joker. Go Bears done enough this year to make his debut. And yeah, under five hundred, but these teams aren't as bad as those East teams I was talking about in towns. And honestly, I'm gonna reward this Oklahoma team and have Chris Paul there. And I'm also going to put in Paul George. Paul George has had an interesting... Oh, I shouldn't say interesting. He's been pretty good. He had a bit of a lull there. I think it was during that Christmas period. But yeah, I think he's definitely... Put, I think he's averaging about 23, 24. And um, he's been in games where Leonard sat out and he's stepped up. So yeah, those are my my team. So let's look at the guys who I reckon have got a debut. So that's... From both conferences, so I think you got Siakam, so that's one. You then you've got Brown. You've got Sabonis, Adebayo, and then you've got obviously Middleton played last year. Who was there was someone else I believe, Tatum, five guys from the East, and then you've got Doncic. That's six. You've got Mitchell, seven, go Bear, eight, and then I believe that's it. Yeah, so eight guys. Eight guys now. Yeah, talk about any snubs, I kind of briefly. Book is a one as well. You know, they've got the same amount of wins as the Trailblazers and the Wolves, or the one win behind the Trailblazers. Yeah, maybe if I looked at this again, I would change it a little bit. But why I really couldn't value those guys losing the East is you're in the East first off and you're still washing Wizards 11 wins. Like, come on. Um, yeah, I think the gap between those top East teams and the bottom uh, East teams are just too crazy that I had to really reward one in there. So they're my East guys, um, all-star guys. So that's eight. And, yeah, we're nearly going to wrap this up. Um, I kind of want to talk about the playoffs quickly. And overall, at the start of the year, I thought the Clippers-Lakers were going to be the final Western Conference teams. And honestly, you haven't really changed the tune. Two teams to look out for, though. I think the Rockets and the Mads, because they're the most likely teams to catch fire. They're both averaging the most three-pointers this year. And looking back, I looked at last year, looking at the Rockets and Golden State, they were the two best biggest threats in the Western Conference last year. Obviously, I know... Rockets got knocked out one round earlier, and then the Trailblazers versus Warriors, but I think they were the only threats to really beat the Warriors that year. They were the 
they are very hot and the three points attempted. And the Raptors, who ultimately won the championship, weren't a similar. They were up there as well. They were on the top 10. And that's where you see Rockets, Mavs, three points made, one and two. So, yeah, but the thing is, def- defensively is a different story where they're both in the bottom half of the league. And you look at the three-point team and you think, oh, yeah, they can count at the Clippers and the Lakers. Three-point, they're in the bottom 15 too. So that's a weakness there. That's somewhere where trades could be made. Maybe you look at trading a Kuzma for Bogdanovich. Maybe you look at trading, getting Collison. He's been someone that's been rumoured to come back to the league. I think with the Clippers, I think three-point shooting may not be too much of a concern because they've got so many guys that can just score off the dribble. They need to look for a big guy, potentially. I don't know who that could be. Um, is Tristan Thompson an option? Not too sure. Who could they trade? Maybe Harkless. Not too sure how the money matches up. You talk about the Rockets and the Mavs as being my guys that teams that could maybe cause an upset because of their three-point ability. Wing defence. They need people that can limit LeBron, limit Kawhi, limit Paul George. So do you look at getting guys like um, Iguodala? You know, I think that has been rumoured for the Rockets. Uh, been rumoured for the Mavericks, not as much the Rockets. I think they could value him. And the likes of Jay Crowder is another one as well, who could really benefit on being all these four teams talked about. But anyway, I think Clippers, Lakers, and honestly, Clippers were my pick beforehand, but the defensive side of the ball, and the way they actually just look, I actually think, I know people saying regular season doesn't matter now, it does, I think just getting games on your belt, you know, getting that, what's the chemistry going, is really going to benefit them, um, and I don't blame Cliff for what they're doing, but I think Lakers are really, if they can get through the stretch healthy, I would put the Lakers over the Clippers currently now. Yeah, and I like that they've got guys in McGee and how that can protect the room. So that would be a pick. Look at the other side. And ultimately, the Greek freak is my guy. I love, he's awesome, but he hasn't really elevated in the playoffs he, but because he's improved this year, does that mean he's going to improve in the playoffs? That's a question that we're just going to have to wait and see what the answer will be. I like the Celtics, like I said before, if they still had Horford there, man, I would, if, say, the Bucks were the matchup against the Sixers in the second round, Sixers win, I'd really like the Celtics against the, six, um, against the 76ers. But ultimately, they've got no one to slow down Giannis, yeah, I think the East is a lot based on matchups. I don't know about Siakam's C- proved to be a great number one guy in the regular season so far. Playoffs is a different story. The Heat, I really like the Heat because, I, like I said, I think the best bucket getter, like just pure, just, you know, back against the wall. You need a jump shot. You know, he can create his own, you know, the the paint is packed. That's where Giannis can sometimes fail because he doesn't have that reliable jump shot. Yes, it's improved, but I think Jimmy Butler's the best currently at just being able to get, you know, being away from the basket and scoring. And you can talk about maybe Celtics have that before. I think this height of Walker is still an issue. 
I think just being your main scorer and just being a smaller guy, you know, it's just one of those things that sucks and you can't do much about it. And when it comes to playoff times, when it comes to get slowed down, they get away with the defences, get away with more. That's where I see them struggling and just not having that big, yeah, it depends what moves they make as well. Like I said, Tristan Thompson's name that's flowing now. I don't like Andre. I must touch on this. Andre Drummond, Kim Love. I'd avoid trading for him, guys. He's been guy. There've been guys rumored. Honestly, I think you can get better centers elsewhere in Drummond for cheaper. Well, not better, but just better value. Um, Kevin Love. I just don't see him fitting in any of these teams without giving up too much. Holiday's a guy that would be interesting on the Heat. But the thing is, do you want to unsettle this Heat team? They, like I said, it's their identity, their team of just kind of like misfits, you know. And the stars, is that going to upset Jimmy Butler? Is that just going to upset the whole dynamic? I really like Holiday's one of the most interesting name I like because also it's going to whoever they get if they get guys back from the Heat, there's going to be young talent, lots of hero, the lots of Winslow, you know. Um, so that's interesting. Yeah, the Sixers. Yeah. Ultimately, I just don't see the Sixers winning the whole thing. They could get their way there, but I just think they're so. The fit's not right. Um, they just if they can make some trades, that'd be great. Yeah, I'd if I. What East might come down to is coaching. You saw, the Raptors outcoached the Bucks last year. Has Bornhoser? He's had hasn't had great success in the playoffs. Is he? finally adapted and that's why I like I quite like the Heat Raptors Celtics compared to the Sixers Bucks Sixers and Bucks most talented teams but the better coach teams are the Celtics Heat's Raptors what can they do what adjustments can they make and but ultimately I think I just got to go with Giannis still and I think they're just being better this year and I think two there's three things how Giannis can step up to step up this year in the playoffs? Can he take a next level? The coaching, and also, who is just going to be that second guy? Can Middleton had a great series against Celtics when they were the seventh seed? Can he be that reliable option? When yeah, if one of the, I actually think if just one of those things happen, one of those things happens because you imagine last year if Middleton and Blizzo was reliable against the Raptors, they won that. If the coaching was better, they win that. Giannis was better. They win. If one of those things happen, I think they just that Giannis is that team's just a little bit higher tier than the others that they'll win. And I trust that. And maybe they make a move where they shift please though and get someone else. It's a bit of an annoying contract. But hey, I've still got to take the bucks. I love the heat. I really wanted to say the heat. But I've got to say the Bucks and Lakers are going to be my NBA finalists at this point. And I've got to say probably the Lakers to win if it was that matchup. And yeah, anyway, that's me. It's a bit of the cover there. And um, thanks for a few suggestions about what bit of trade talk we talked about. I probably could have gone more in depth, but I think I did kind of delve into it a little bit. But yeah, if you want to hear more takes on that, please let me know. And I'd like to go to know your guys' thoughts on this, this NBA season. And yeah, more content or what content you'd like to see in the future. But that's enough of me. Um, yeah, have a good day, guys. 
and I'll catch you guys next time. Peace.